Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. with your hosts, Holly at the party and Jordana Levine. This week, we're chatting all things money. And then give us an R, give us an E, give us a CCO. We've got two excellent recos coming your way. We also decipher a listener's dream. It's crazy, y'all. And then we guess the celebrity natal chart of a lovable yet controversial royal. (gasps) Oh, Harry. (laughs) Well, I'm not going to say until we get there. (laughs) The segment isn't... Guess the celebrity whose natal cut chart we're guessing. <laughs> Although it kind of it? has become that, hasn't it? <laughs> it's like a it's a it's a micro segment within the segment. <laughs> oh, Holly, what's going on this week? I mean, you and I are actually. I'm going to ask the question and answer it myself. What's going cool, on this week? You. I'll tell you. Um, it's crazy. <laughs> Holly and I just recorded the energy read for the upcoming week. And uh, you can tell by the energy that's running through our veins as we record this on Friday morning that it's a little cray-cray, y'all. It's cray-cray up in her. Yeah, I sat in a meditation this morning and started channeling um, a past loved one. <laughs> so that's that's my start to the day, and you had a very similar experience. I was up all night dreaming very vividly but in a channeled state, and I'm so fucking exhausted. I just, I just feel like a big hot mess so hopefully this podcast <laughs> episode is going to be entertaining at the very do you least. feel like the universe listened to the podcast this week and was like oh you girls think you know everything about channeling well here you go <laughs> <laughs> maybe but see the thing is like and this is what happens a lot is like your channel is very uh clear and literal it's like this is what needs to be done Mine's like, here's a pocket of random information and pictures and feelings and words. Do with it what you like. And I'm like, I don't know what to do with it. That is so double Gemini of you. It's like, oh my God, there's so much going on. It feels like a challenge on Survivor. It's like, quick, oh. solve the puzzle to survive. You really have got to stop watching Survivor. Well, it's funny. I do because I was in a yin class yesterday, not, not teaching it like as a student. And at the beginning of the class, she made us put one hand on our heart and then one arm out at shoulder height. And we Mm. had to hold our arm out at shoulder height standing for about five minutes, which doesn't sound long, but after 45 seconds, it was painful and I wanted to drop my arm. And I was just like, I just took myself into a survivor challenge. (laughs) I was like, it's all in your mind. Pain is not real. It's all a figment of your imagination. And I just breathed and I was like imagining Harry, Dirty Harry standing next to me and I got through it. It was great. I'm really proud of you. Thank you so much. So you got immunity for that in class. Yeah, except everybody else could hold their arm up as well. I don't know why oh, it was such a thing for me, but anyway. 
<laughs> mm, anywho, uh, so we were having a chat this week, George, because I bought a new dress, which is a bit of a fun experience for me because I'm not often buying new clothes. And you had a really great observation around purchasing the clothing. Well, first of all, I think you do buy new clothes all the time because I seem to be approving them via Voxy <laughs> quite often. So I think we're I just talking comparatively accurate. speaking. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was, yeah, I was thinking this week, I've got an event coming up on Saturday um, and I was like, oh, I should definitely buy a new outfit. And then I was like, no, I definitely don't want to be adding to landfill and um, adding to my wardrobe. I used to be one of those people we've spoken about. I think we spoke about it in the fashion episode where I would need a new outfit for every occasion. But mm-hmm. I'm I'm actually loving that sustainable clothing and um, a sustainable ethos around buying clothes is a thing now because I feel like there's less stigma around wearing the dress multiple times, the same dress multiple yeah. times. Yeah, You can repeat outfit offend and there's zero judgment. I know. So this event that I'm going to on Saturday is a friend's book launch that I'm in conversation with her. So I will be up on stage. But the previous week, I was at another friend's book launch because I seem to only have friends that write books and I wore I the it. same dress and I'm like, can I wear it again? It is a similar crowd of people. And then I was like, yeah, because that makes me a more sustainable human and it's better for the environment. I love it so much. Do you know what? I'm actually going to a casting after this episode for a company that does the higher dress situation. Oh, I love so you, those companies. Right? It's so cool because you just like you spend 50 bucks, you wear the dress for one occasion, and then you send it back, and you, you get some beautiful pieces as have well. You, have you ever used one of those services before? Never. I never. Have. All my I've friends used, do. I used to, I use it for weddings quite a bit. And the great thing about it is they're designer dresses, so a lot of the time they retail at like $600, $700. You buy it once and then, yeah, you could wear it a couple of times, but they're usually quite on-trend pieces. So once the season's over, it kind of lo- – unless you're buying a black dress, it kind of – you can't keep it's wearing dated. it. It's dated. Yeah. Um, and the good thing about it is I don't know if all of the services are like this, but the one I used, you pay 30 bucks and they send it out to you and you can try on like you can order like five dresses and you've got 48 hours to try them all on and see if they fit and then you send them back and then on the day that you actually want it you pay the $70 or whatever it is and hire it for the night um it's an amazing service it's such a clever idea and i guess this is that feeds into that conversation around money and prioritizing where you're spending right because at the end of the day we we do vote with our dollar Absolutely. Absolutely. I've really noticed in the last few years, but especially in the last year itself, last few months, um, where my priorities have changed with spending. And I've really, Mm. I don't know whether it's just getting older or understanding my money better, but I'm really conscious of what I am investing my dollars in now. And, And I have to say a lot of it has shifted around the health of the environment. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. My focus is I, I'm learning about fashion more. And I mean, I've got like my favorite gray turtleneck sweater, which I've had for seven years now. It's a forever new, you know, like I get wear out of clothes. That said, for me, it's always been around, you know, natural beauty product and skincare and makeup and actually investing in good quality 
high performing and environmentally conscious brands because as a lot of these brands as well, George, they're small business. So if we can continue to fuel them and create demand for their products, then they're going to grow and it's going to be the products are going to become better. The development that they're going to be able to do with the products is going to advance and they're going to become more available, which is great. Yeah, no, it's really good. So aside from aside from like small business and, and investing in things like fashion and beauty and skincare and I guess that means like you said spending a little bit more on it knowing the quality is better and that it's going to last longer what other things are you investing your money in these days like what's important for you when it comes to the dollar that you spend such a good question and the way that I think of that is like what are the things that I purchase that I don't even question like there's not even a hesitance in my head it's like oh yeah it's given for me anything um to do with my growth evolution and personal development it's just a given so sessions with zoe for instance i just make it happen sessions with my naturopath when i need them supplements um yeah my herbs cacao like the things that from a physical and uh psychological level are going to really nourish and support me they're they're almost i guess my financial priority yeah yeah um uh, on on top of that, though, if, so we can look at the, the personal development world and that's just a given, and I guess because it is my work as well, I just really value it, uh, is uh, – and and we're different in this way, I know. Like, Trent and I both love to eat and good food and good wine, and so going out and spending a lot on a fancy dinner just because it's kind of like a monthly occurrence for us, mm. uh, and that's something that we appreciate. It's a way that we obviously connect, um, and it's something that we will we're often treating ourselves. <laughs> I I'm not sure why you said I think we're different in that respect. Well, you do love food, but I feel like you are more conscious of where you're spending in that regard. Like you, <laughs> here's the thing, you are way more considered than me and Trent. Me and Trent will be like, oh, yeah, let's just go and like blow cash on this one. Whereas you're like, I've got, I've been recommended this place and let's go and experience this. No. Sorry. Really? Yeah. You don't, no, that's okay. You don't, you don't know me at all. I don't even know you. <laughs> no, no. I, uh, look, I very much used to be like you and Trent. Um, and I, I have to say that probably the only difference is that I don't live in Sydney anymore, so I'm limited to all the places I can go out and do that. And That's I'm true. not in a relationship at the moment. I know my last boyfriend in Byron, we were out all the time drinking the very time. expensive bottles of wine. So I think that that probably factors into it a little bit. This is true. Um, but I do, like I would much rather spend my money on an expensive, beautiful um restaurant or bar or whatever once a month or probably more likely like once every three months or something than be going out every night of the week like I very rarely eat out I would much rather eat at home but also I think that's a I think that's a cooking personal preference not a financial preference because one thing I've noticed a lot is that I'm very considered these days um, around my budget and where money's going. But the one thing I never, ever monitor is what I spend on groceries. And that's because I don't do a big grocery shop. I buy groceries as I need them. 
And sometimes I'll get to the till and it'll be $45 and sometimes it'll be $12 depending on what I'm getting. But it's like how many of those transactions am I doing a week? I actually have no idea. Yeah, we're the same as you. We're like jumping out for groceries when we kind of need them and not planning. That's why when we were doing the food delivery services for a while there, that was a really, I actually appreciated investing in those, like the Marley Spoons and the Hello Freshers because there was no wastage. You weren't stuck for ideas and you saw the return on your investment. Yeah. That, that was actually really good. Yeah. But also I just like, I love uh, f- food for me is is health, right? And like, I will always invest in the expensive meat and the expensive fish and the expensive oils. And you know, like that's just that's just how I love to spend my money. And I would much yes. rather be spending money on that, like I do skincare or like I do hair products or makeup, the good quality stuff, than be getting shit because it's cheaper. You know, like I'd rather not buy clothes and spend money on on good organic food, you know? Yeah, totally. I'm with you on that. Let's talk alcohol as well. Like okay. if you're going <laughs> to... Yeah. to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> We're back to one of the first episodes, guys. No, like when it comes to buying, because I'm hopeless in this regard, I don't... I guess when it's a bottle of wine, I have no idea what I'm doing. And I'm just like, okay, whatever. That's kind of relatively cheap. That's fine. Um, whereas like whiskey, I can understand why you would spend a little bit more. What about you when it comes to investing in alcohol? Yeah, interesting. Well, um, since I've been living up here, I'm very much on the natural, minimal intervention wine bandwagon. Mm. Um, and the beauty of that is that you, unless you're like super, super knowledgeable about wine, when you walk into a store that has natural wines, and we've got we've got a wine store up here that's all natural wines, when you walk into a store like that, you actually have no idea what you're buying. Half the time, they don't even have the grape on the bottle because it's a blend of shit and it's not itself anymore and all this sort of stuff. So you have to have a conversation with the staff. And also, the prices are a little bit higher because of the minimal intervention and all the sort of stuff that's had to go into making it the most natural wine possible. Um so I will spend more money on that. But I also feel better after I drink it. And I don't yes. want to drink a whole bottle of it. So, like, I bought a bottle of wine the other day. It was for a special occasion. I, I had friends over for dinner. But I spent $30 on that bottle of wine. But it was worth every cent. I would rather spend $30 on a good bottle of wine where I sleep well that night and I don't wake up feeling like shit because it's full of sulfites than mm-hmm. spending, you know, $12 on a bottle of wine. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but that's just me personally. That's your preference. Whereas I would likely go, I want a rosé at $12. But (laughs) what, what I do, what I do do when I'm ordering like a glass of wine out at dinner is I'll look for the most expensive glass and order that because it must be better. Oh yeah. So that's, yeah. Isn't that interesting? I think think sometimes that's, that's an okay way to go, but I've definitely meant to order wine, right? (laughs) I've definitely had good wines that are cheaper. It also depends. So, from a hospitality point of view, it depends the discount that they're getting on the wine and whether they've bought it in bulk or maybe they got it on special. It doesn't mean it's shit. It's just like a good deal with that particular winery or distributor. Or So it's not always a good reflection. But I think if you're going to a place that you know only has good wines on their list, like Supernatural, for example, in Byron, Love it. you get the cheapest one on there, you still know it's great. So, Or, or you could say it's great. <laughs> <laughs> you still know it's great. <laughs> 
How about you, Jordan? Okay, so food is obviously a big one for us both. Yeah. I got that so wrong at the beginning. Sorry. No, um, no. It's just, you know why it's why I was a bit like, what? I think my whole, like my whole adult life, I've been a foodie. And yeah. I was, you know, I was in food publishing for so long. And then I really pulled away from it because I was like, oh, too much food, too much wine. Um, and I was single. It was, it's yeah. very much, a, I think it is very much a partner thing, you know, and I it do love be. it. So I've always dated Taurians because they love food <laughs> and wine. I'm like, you do. Well, this, this is the piece. Taurians love to spend well on things, like not just food and wine, but like we have the French linen sheets that Trent is like, that's a priority. We must have them. Whereas for me, I'm like, is it really? Oh, yeah, man, like, I love that. It's so funny. I don't have – oh, no, I do have tor- Taurus. Oh, no, it's tor- – my Mercury's in Taurus. I was just like, oh, I'm ve- I feel very Taurian in that respect. But you like luxurious things, Hull. Yeah, I love luxurious things, but I'm not going to go out and actively seek them. Like we could have Kmart sheets on our bed right now and I'd be like, eh, same, yeah. same. See, I'd you know always what been I mean? like that too and then I invested in some French linen sheets over Christmas and it was the best investment I've ever made. Can we talk about this word investment? Because I love that we're both using it. Okay. Right? It's like, it's not like I splurged on the French linen sheets or I spent a shitload on the French linen sheets. It's I invested on the French in the French linen sheets and it's the best investment I've ever made. Oh my God. That's so true. I'm such a changed gal. Listen to my language. You you. It's great. Well, it's an investment in. So this is, I guess this is why I use the word. It's an investment in. It's going to last a while. And I, I actually really thought about the purchase. It wasn't, which is very unlike me. Um, mm-hmm. I used to be the girl who I, I have had had an online shopping addiction where I would just buy stuff and not think about it. And now um, I work with a finance coach, which we'll talk about in a little bit because that's another investment I made. But I really make sure I take 24 to 48 hours to sit on a purchase before I actually buy it. And on mm. those particular sheets, I waited for the sale. I knew there was a Boxing Dale sale coming. And I sat on it for an extra five days. Go, girl. Because I really wanted to make sure that was something I wanted. And I knew that it was. And I knew that it was going to be an investment, something that would last a while, something that I'd really enjoy. And I really enjoy sleep. And I'm like, I spend a lot of my time sleeping. So I think, <laughs> I think it's a good investment. I think so too. And then in that regard, you also look at things like mattress, bed frame, pillows, like quality pillow sleeps, what you're sleeping in. Like you you can really look at all those things and go, it actually does matter. Yeah, it does matter. And I think that's it. It's like working out where your priorities lie. So like we said before, food and wine matters a lot to us. Um, Food, wine and sleep. Sleeping, (laughs) skincare, absolutely. Like I will never skimp on my skincare. It's, It's priority for me. And also my shampoo and conditioner. Like my shampoo and conditioner is very expensive. I know it. But also a bottle lasts me six months if I use it properly. And, yeah. you know, I just I just won't skimp on that sort of stuff. Um, personal development, personal growth, like you said, like I will spend money on that. That is a wise investment for my mental health um, and for my self-care, I think. It's looking at that, I mean, we could put our like, business hat on now and looking at the return on investment. What are you getting in return for putting your money up front? So a beautiful example we're having this chat, Jord, is She Bear Tarot readings, right? You buy the deep read every month. It's eleven dollars, but what you the value that you get from that is a huge return on investment. It's a huge return on investment and also it's me 
Look, I've got this thing, and I guess it's because it's the business that we're in, but when I see someone like She-Bear, Ursula, when I see someone Mm. like Ursula showing up, recording not just 12 free YouTube videos every month, but also recording 12 deep reads every month, and the fact that she's giving so much free content away, which is so valuable to me every month, I can see that investing in her not only benefits me, I get so much in return from those deep reads, but it helps her, you know? Yes. saying, Ursula, I appreciate you and the work that you do. Mm-hmm. This is, it's so important for me to, in the exact same way, Jord, like with Ursula, with uh, our, our friend Nikki Moonbox, when she launched Moonbox, I was like, this business matters what she's created, I've seen behind the scenes, she works really hard and I am going to buy it up front without question and sign up and be one of the first people to sign up because I believe in what she's doing yeah. and I want to see her business thrive and succeed. Like that's so important to me, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Mm. So I think, yeah, so return on investment, what are you getting out of the dollar that you spend? But how is the dollar that you're spending matter? What's the ripple out effect of that? Can you share with us a little bit about what a finance coach is and how that works? That's such a cool little investment piece. Oh my God. It's so crazy that I have one. Um, so I talk about it often. I talked about it and make it happen. I've never had a problem making money, but I definitely have a problem keeping money. And it's purely because I was never really educated about it. We were never, it never, we, we never talked about it at home and we always had money, but no one told me what to do with it. And then Sometimes we had money and sometimes we didn't. Anyway, so I got to 35 years old and was like, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? Sort it out. This isn't a predestined path. And I think Mm. that some people get stuck in that routine that whatever money story you grew up with is the money story that you're going to have for life. And I rewrote my money story a few times and and I'm much better than I was, but I was like, no, no, I actually want to be educated on the ins and outs of investing, how to make more money, how to set up buckets, what I should be doing, you know, like I've got... I'm, superannuation. <laughs> superannuation. I'm lucky enough to have, um, well, lucky and unlucky, so are you, Hull. We aren't on salaries, so it's a guessing game every month how much money we're making. We have making. no idea. <laughs> we've got no idea how much money we're making. I'm lucky um, in that now that my book royalties are coming in, every six months I get a little injection that I can expect. Beautiful. I still never know how much it is. But um, it's nice to be able to know that when a lump sum of money comes in, that it just doesn't sit there for me to spend. It's actually mm-hmm. going towards things. And that's what's going to set me up and make me feel safe and secure. And it's also important for me as a single lady that mm. I really want to meet someone who is good with their money and knows how to manage their money, but I don't want to meet someone who's good with all of it and I've got no idea because that for me is filling a hole. So I was like, you know what, get on top of your finances now, Jord, and then you're going to be able to attract someone who's aligned with that financial energy. So that was a real impetus for me. It's like, I want to find the guy who's good with his money, so I need to be good with my money too. So... Um, I did a bit of work with Ladies Finance Club, which is this, if you guys don't follow them on Instagram, absolutely follow them. They're amazing. It's um, They're Molly, Molly Benjamin and Betsy Westcott, these two beautiful 
aesthetically beautiful but also soulful, beautiful women who run uh, this business called Ladies Finance Club, which is basically teaching women how to be better with their money. They've got lots of free content on the gram. But mm. Betsy, one half of Ladies Finance Club, does biz- uh, sorry finance coaching. So she is a financial advisor, but to get a financial advisor is very, very expensive. So she's reduced her rates and she kind of just does it from a coaching perspective. So she works cool. she works in the banks, like she's working with people with millions of dollars, but she also works with little old people like me. And you don't have millions of dollars? Not yet, <laughs> not yet. But um it's been really great. So for a few different reasons. She's she's helped me set up what they call buckets, so different accounts mm. for different things. Um she's also helped me so I've got a big well, I haven't got it yet. I haven't booked it, but I'm going to have a big meeting with my accountant about certain uh, changes he wants to make to the way that I do my tax and all that sort of stuff. And um, what's really important for me, and I'm sure lots of women um, have had this experience, is sometimes when someone like an accountant or someone in authority tells you the way something is, you just go, yeah, okay, and don't question totally. it. And I said to Betsy, I never understand what he's saying to me. And I'm sure he's got my best interests at heart, but I'd least like to be able to say yes or no and understand why I'm saying it. So in our last session, we sat through and she explained the different things to me so that when I went to him and said, I want to do it this way, and he said, no, I think we should do it this way, I know how to either rebut or agree with that. So that's been really helpful. And then she also really works on money mindset. And mm. even though, you know, she said to me in our last call, she's like, Jordan, it feels so weird talking to you about mindset and manifestation because, you know, that's your jam. But I said to her, it's very, it's a very different story when someone else is asking you to dive into different parts of yourself. You go deeper than when you just do it on your own. And that's what she did with me. And we, you know, we, she did this quiz with me to work out what kind of a, <laughs> Uh, what kind of a finance person I am. There's like five oh, different people. It's terrifying. I was, it was very terrifying. You would be the same <laughs> as I was. I won't talk about it publicly on here, but it wasn't, it wasn't great. It wasn't ideal. <laughs> it wasn't ideal. It uh, wasn't millionaire. <laughs> no, no, it definitely wasn't millionaire or smart with their money. That wasn't, that wasn't what we were. <laughs> definitely not. Um, but yeah, no, so that's, but that, it, it's a funny thing paying a finance coach because you're like well if I need a finance coach I probably don't have a lot of money to be spending but for me it was an investment I wanted to make because I knew that long term it was going to benefit me the return on investment is going to absolutely trump the money that you invested up front yeah, it and, just makes sense George. yeah and energetically it's like okay I'm serious about this universe and I respect yes. money and I'm doing my bit to get educated about it. Now you do your bit and bring me a million dollars. That's exactly <laughs> how I feel about money every day. No, it's so true. I've been turning a blind eye to my financial fuckery until I couldn't turn a blind eye anymore because I literally was not making money and had no money coming in. And this is recent, guys. This is like the last three months. It's been really hard, especially when you don't have a salary, you run your own business. But what that taught me is like, oh, shit. When money does come in, because it will, because it's cyclical, I actually need to have systems set up because I'm saying, yeah, I want to call in abundance. I want to call in, you know, millions of dollars. And there's absolutely no shame in that. And I want to talk about it in a second. 
But if I don't have the core foundations and behaviors set up to actually retain that wealth, the universe isn't going to send it to me no. because my actions aren't mirroring my desires, Absolutely. my intention. Yeah. But this piece around shame, George. So I, I obviously do a lot of teaching on body image. And in one of my calls, my body, my home calls, it just kind of channeled out that like the experience that we have with our body and the experience we have with money is very similar in that there's a lot of taboo conversation. There's a lot of underlying shame energetically mm. around um, our behavior with money, our relationship with money, and almost like even a fear of the kind of money that we want to call in because of judgment of other people. And if you take body image and money out of the equation, it's just, it, it's an energetic vibration of shame, of guilt and of fear, right? Right? Absolutely. And shame is one of the hardest vibrations to get out Ooh. of. And I also think that shame is contagious. And so, <laughs> well, don't you think? Yes. <laughs> like, yeah, that literally just landed for me. Yeah, because, and it's okay, like it's okay to share your shame, but I think sometimes when people sit in shameful spirals, it starts to spiral everyone around them as well. So I think it's really important, and Holly and I talk about this all the time, that you're surrounding yourself with the people whose money experience you'd like to mirror. So if you've got lots of friends who um, are always talking about not having enough money and I'm always so poor and I can't afford this and and keep uh, recycling the same scarcity mentality and language that keeps you stuck in scarcity then it's time to think about a how you talk about money around other people but also who you want to surround yourself with mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we had this conversation where i was saying to jordan this time last year i was a financial baller and i was like yeah, I'm going to splash this cash on this holiday and this and this and this. And I was thinking about, and we were talking this out, it's like, okay, who were we spending more time with? What courses were we investing with? We were investing in in that time where the abundance was landing, where the energy was magnetic. What was I doing in my days differently to now? And it's just creating those shifts as well. So thinking back to a time where you actually, because it's a feeling, right? You felt abundant. You felt wealthy. Maybe you felt, you know, rich, whatever the feelings you associate with those and start to do those things, spend time with those people and have more of those experiences. Yeah, absolutely. Because money is just energy. It's just mm-hmm. energy. And like Holly said, it's 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 cyclical just like everything else. And mm. I think I think this is this is the piece right here. And we spoke about this this week as well, Holly. Holly and I just speak all the time. Um, it's nonstop. It, it's the it's the faith piece and having faith and sitting in faith I think sometimes gets misconstrued as feeling okay. But mm. when you're in faith, it's really fucking uncomfortable and it's sitting mm. there anyway and still loving yourself and still believing in yourself and still believing in the future and the cyclical nature of energy and that you will take an inhale and money will come in again. And mm-hmm. a lot of us collectively at the moment, so if this is resonating with you, are sitting in scarcity and mm-hmm. lack but it's a collective energy, okay? I yeah. want you to have a look at what's going on globally. I want you to have a look at what's going on with the government, what's going on with the health crisis at the moment. We're in Toilet a paper. State, yeah, we're in a state, yeah, of scarcity. 
And the mm. toilet paper is actually a really it's good a example p- of it. Right. It, that is literal scarcity. Yeah. It's mass panic. So what I want you guys to do, if you're feeling the financial strain at the moment, I want to say to you, it's all about to change at the end of March. So don't freak yes. out. I just want you to sit in it and be okay with it. And know that just like any other cycle in the universe, you will start to get a flow again. We're just sitting in a bit of an ebb at the moment. But those faith mm. pieces aren't easy. So if you're struggling with faith, sit in uh, faith and faith, <laughs> faith, <laughs> sit in the discomfort of it because it never feels okay. That's the bit. It's trusting and loving through that discomfort. And then knowing that it is going to come in again. And when it does, what are you going to do differently that makes you feel more secure, safe, abundant, wealthy? Where are you going to vote with your dollar? And where are you going to be smarter with your choices on what you're, it, where you're investing? And that is like, I'm talking to myself, <laughs> but also for you guys as well. Because you can always change it up. You can always do something differently. And I think for me, I'm going to invest in Betsy because I, I need some of that in my life. God, what's your reco this week? Well, I didn't oh, know what it was. Know. I know. It's a bit of an R-rated reco. <gasps> yeah. Stop, is it a writer? It, no, 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 it's not. It's oh. an adults-only reco, though. So if there is anyone under 18 listening, you absolutely cannot listen to this reco. No, no, of course you can. But small children, maybe Do not. Do whatever you want. I'm not going to swear. Um, it is an app that a friend of mine introduced me to the other day because she's designing an app which has very different content to the one I'm about to recommend to you. But it was just the, she wanted to show me the user face and um, how it worked and the design and all the rest of it. But it's actually a pretty fucking cool app. It's called Dipsy and it's um, erotic stories, right? Oh, so they're cool. erotic audio stories. There's lots of different scenarios. There's him and her scenarios. There's her and her. There's him and him. There's her and her and him and all lots of different things. And basically they're targeted at women and it's all about, well, it's not all about, but a lot of the stories are about female empowerment, um, consent. There's Lots of safe sex happening. There's always the woman's always asking a man to put the condom on. You know, like it's very, but it's very much geared to the female um, sensuality and female pleasure signals, basically. It is wonderful. There is a myriad Ooh. of stories on there. It is a paid app. There's, I think there's maybe five or six free stories just to get a taster mm-hmm. of what it's like and if you like it. And then I think you pay like a monthly subscription. I haven't done that bit yet, but you pay monthly and, um, yeah, you get lots of different stories. They rate the stories. Uh, you either get one flame, two flames or three flames if it's extra oh. sexy. But honestly, guys, it, I think it is an amazing app and I think it's doing a lot for female sexuality. I love this reco, Jord. One of your best. And you've Thank done you. some great recos in your time. I'm so excited. So can you tell me a little bit more about this app? Because I'm really invested. How long do the stories go for? Like, are they like a normal book, oh, ter- no, no, like no, an no, audio book? No, 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 no. So um, anywhere between like three minutes and 11 minutes or 15 minutes. Oh, my God. I love that. So they're short little tasters. Well, it's just like a, yeah, it's not like a whole novel. It's just yeah. like an erotic story to get you off, basically. Oh my God, I'm so keen about um, this because, oh, and okay. Lots of, lots of different scenarios. Um, it's very, the other thing that I think is just so great about it, I'd actually, I wish I'd researched it a bit more to know what's going on, but 
it doesn't feel doesn't feel pornographic. It doesn't feel mm. fake. They're very good actors, whoever's acting. Sometimes it's a narration of like somebody telling you about a scenario. Sometimes it's actually like it's almost voyeuristic. You're like listening in on a scenario between a couple or whatever it might be. Mm. Some of them are, um, you know, quite romantic. Some of them are a bit taboo. I mean, I, honestly, I think they're great guys. I, I'd really love to hear what people think because I was a bit like, oh, I don't know if that's for me. That seems a bit like, oh. but it's, it's really great. I, it's I, a vibe. I'm very, very impressed by it. And I, I heard a story that, so it came out on Apple and then they released it on Android and then Android pulled it off because they said it's inappropriate content and um, what Dipsy ended up I don't know if I don't know if suing's the right word but they took them to court and they said this is this is wellness this is women's wellness and um, health and well-being and this is the category that we want to be under on the app and so they they did they they won and they went back in under the wellness category (laughs) see this is voting with your dollar this is going that is a brand that I want to support and yet because instantly I'd go oh paid app probably not but what is it going to be like max five bucks a month or something I think it's a bit more I think it's like $13 a month but, you know, I mean, there, there are the free stories and you can just do it a month and then cancel if you don't want to use it anymore. I don't know. I, I yeah. really enjoyed it. I, I, I was surprised by it. I enjoy it from a business perspective. I enjoy it from a pleasure perspective. I really like the stories. I'm like, oh, this, this is quite a good story. I could, I could write something <laughs> like this. I'm caught um, up in this. And uh, like just from a tech perspective, I think it's great. I'm very impressed by it. Well, $13 a month is $3 a week. Like it's actually nothing. Yeah. It's literally nothing. It's literally so. nothing. Dipsy. I love it. I think of a Teletubby, but I'm still down. <laughs> yeah. So it's D-I-P-S-E-A. It's really cool. That's my record. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. Love Holly, it. What is your record? Be aggressive. Be, be aggressive. Be aggressive. No. My record is give me a C, give me an H. I copied off George's intro. Cheer <laughs> on Netflix. <laughs> That was terrible. <laughs> it was so bad. I just wanted to top your intro and I couldn't do it. No. Um, okay, doco series, Netflix, cheer. It's exactly what you think it is, guys. Bring it on, documentary style. It actually isn't. Um, cheer, my friend Jess recommended that I have a watch and then I brought it up with you, Jordan. You're like, oh, yeah, hell, I've, I've seen that, like done. And You make me out to I... be such a bitch sometimes. No, no, no. <laughs> We're just like, yeah, I watched it. I mean, that you're always like, are you living under a rock? And I kind of do. <laughs> the only reason that I watched this is because I was down and out with a stomach bug for a few days. So I had time. Yeah, and I'm single. <laughs> like, so like I don't have time, time any other day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I was, I was excited because I do love cheerleading and dance and I thought, oh, this is going to be a behind-the-scenes look into, you know, that world. It's going to be a little bit bring it on What I ended up realising in watching this, it's a little bit of a slow burn, so I'd say give it maybe two to three eps to get in and start to know the characters is I loved the stories of adversity and I loved the individual stories of each of these. So basically, um, Cheer looks at, it's a docuseries of a particular team that from Navarro in the States. And they're like 12-time 12 12 champion cheerleading team. And it's looking into how 
they train and their lives and how cheer is just their entire existence. And these kids work so, so hard. Like, I can't even – we couldn't do it, George. I mean, for a lot of reasons, but being projectors, like, they do not stop. They are physically training. They're athletes. For a lot of reasons, <laughs> we could do it, but definitely because we're projectors. <laughs> but also, I can't do a backflip. Do you know what's so funny? When I was like, I started, I started this series so naive because I was like, oh yeah, if I was in the states, I'd definitely be a cheerleader. No, I wouldn't. You, you have to be a gymnast and an athlete. These, they, they are so incredibly talented, and I love watching talented people doing their skill set like people in their zone of genius gets me off there's some statistic that's like most of the athletic related injuries in america are from cheering yeah yeah exactly and not only that but the it's so highly competitive to get into onto the mat, which is the 20, um, 20 teammates that Navarro select to go and do this big competition. And having a look at where these kids have come from, like we're talking really challenging family circumstances. It's not like they've just, a lot of them do come from wealthy families, but not all of them. And noticing their triumph over adverse, adversity, it's like, I just, I just, it really inspires me. It's a really inspiring watch. It's had me like invested. I was messaging Jordan in the final episode. I'm like, I'm in tears right now. (laughs) Like really invested. And it was one of those series as well that when it ended, I woke up the next day and I'm like, oh, it's done now. All my friends are gone. Like I really felt part of it. So yeah, it's great. It's great. That's cool. Yeah. Cool. Love it. Cheer. All right, Holly, so celebrity natal chart this week is Prince Harry, Duke of Sussex, um, oh. but not his royal highness. I don't think we're allowed to call him that anymore, are we? We're not. But he's well, still a prince. I, he's a prince in our eyes. Yeah, anyway, Harry. So um, I am not going to say anything. I was going to say something, but I won't. You I was just like, guess. yeah, she's going to give something away. Okay, okay, no, okay, I'm not. Okay. I'm not. I just want to go through his traits because I know him so well. So okay. he's like a lovable larrikin, lovable <laughs> larrikin. He's a rebel. He's a rebel with a cause, though. Like he's got a cause. Is there an Aquarius placement? No. Oh, that is rebel with a cause, isn't it? Okay. Prince Harry. He. I, can I just, yes. I just want to say one thing. Please I want you to me. think about Prince Harry of today and how he's been handling everything that's going on and not so much Prince Harry of his youth because I think okay. that his natal chart definitely reflects adult Prince Him Harry now. and not young Prince Harry because if you think about it, he had a pretty fucking crazy childhood and he I was don't acting think up. it reflects his natal chart that well. That's very helpful because I wouldn't have said earth placements and now I'm thinking there's at least one earth placement. Hmm. Yeah. Is his sun sign an earth placement? Yes. Okay. I'm just going to park that. Okay. Is he double earth? Yes. Is his moon sign also earth placement? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, 
Is it the same sign? No. Okay. Two different earth placements. So we're looking at Taurus, Capricorn, and I always forget the third. Virgo. Oh, yeah. Why do I forget the third? Our favorite one. (laughs) It's our favorite. (laughs) Mm. Okay. I just need to go to rising. Uh, He's rising. Is he triple earth? Yes. Oh, my God. Prince Harry, Triple Earth. See, I, if you hadn't given me that little hint, I would have definitely thought there was some kind of Gemini air. Totally. air I, I saw Gemini in him. And it's funny because Prince William is a Gemini. And that I just don't see that in him at all. No way. I Yeah. Okay, also, he's triple. Because Harry's a very good communicator, right? And I just, I, I always saw Gemini in his chart. But no, he's Triple Earth. Which is interesting because... Oh, maybe we'll do it another time. But I did look at Meghan Markle's chart as well. Let's do hers next week. Oh, no, you've oh, seen no, it. Oh, no, I've already seen it. I'll talk about it after this. I'll No, no, we'll talk about it after this. Okay, 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 okay. This is really hard now. This is really hard because earth placements are all very similar. So Taurians, sensual, loving, like to eat, love cuddles. Capricorn, leaders, kind of... That's all I have to say about Capricorn. <laughs> Virgos, <laughs> Virgos, to-do list, pragmatic, get the shit done, planners, organised. Um, is he a Taurus son? No. Does he have a Taurus placement? Yes. Is his moon? Yes. Okay. Oh, Is he a Capricorn son? No. Oh, he's Virgo. Virgo, Taurus moon, Virgo rising? No. Capricorn rising. Prince Harry is a Virgo with a Taurus moon and Capricorn rising. If you showed me that natal chart without a person, I would go, I never want to see that person ever. <laughs> I know three so I know three very similar charts. Well, I don't know Harry. I know two other very similar charts. Yeah, but and they're also because I know the people you're talking about, they're great people. <laughs> I That's know. the thing. This is why we can't always judge off natal charts. I know, it's so crazy, isn't it? So Meghan Markle's natal chart, she you you're actually gonna love this. I wanted to do this one, but I'm like, people are so sick of us only sharing charts that are similar to our charts. She's mm-hmm. a Leo Sun, Libra Moon. Oh my god, I love her. Yeah, and her rising is cancer. Which shows her Less sensitivity and, you know, beautiful. that beautiful motherly energy that she has. The softness to her. Yeah. It's funny, Jordan and I were having a chat this week and I'm like, Jod, I don't have many friends that are Leo girls. And I think it's because I don't like other Leos. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jod goes, yeah, look, they're a lot to be friends with because they're always trying to steal the limelight. And I'm like, that's exactly what it is. Actually, don't think me and Megs would get along too well. <laughs> no, I don't think you would either. It's funny, like I, I love Leos. I love Leo women and I love Leo men, but they have to be balanced out with air. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Otherwise, I, totally. I actually can't cope. I understand that. I'm the same and it's my sign, so I get it. I totally yeah. get it. But I, I love it. I love the confidence of of Leos. Like it, it – it blows my mind because I'm not an overly confident person and it just kind of I, – I dig I dig being around those vibrations. It, it helps it, me it, a lot. 
It's funny you say that, John, because I got a message this week. I'm yet to reply to you. So if you're listening, I will get to it. I have seen it. And she's like, hold, I'm sure you get this all the time. Like, can you give me some tips? Like, how are you so confident? And I don't know what to reply because it's like, oh, I just am. <laughs> no, that's not true. We we do know because we've talked about it a little bit. And I think that's something that we'll address in the middle membership in one of our coaching sessions because I think confidence yes. coming from an introvert and an introverted extrovert um, is something that is is attainable for everybody if you're coming from yes. the right space with it. And I think when you when you come to confidence from a space of ego, that's when you start to get a little bit muddy um, and it can yeah. be feel really precarious and gross. But when you can come from a really heart-centered place with your confidence, which is what we'll teach you how to do, then it's a really great experience. I love that. Okay, that's going to be an upcoming coaching training in the middle membership. Yeah, confidence. Let's talk about that. let's talk about what this month's coaching session will be. Um, we're so excited. Yeah, we're really excited about it. So we were talking uh, about it last night. Um, Holly, do you want to introduce it? <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> uh, we're gonna uh, teach you guys how to connect with your guides. So we're gonna channel a meditation for you to actually be introduced to your guide slash guides, and then we're gonna share with you ways that you can work with them in your day to day life, how to open channels of communication with them, and obviously as part of the middle membership, you also can ask your own specific questions that will speak out in the training as well. It's gonna be so much fun. Yeah, it's gonna be great. So if you aren't a middle member yet, you can do that by following the link in the show notes or going to the link tree in our Instagram bio. You can also do it from the Facebook group. There's lots of posts in there that link you to that sign-up page. So that guide training will be for the month of March. So you definitely want to jump in before we announce the date for that. Yeah, it's so exciting. And the, the weekly energy read will be in there now for this for this coming week. Um, and even the week before's energy read, which is still in there, is really relevant because it's really just been the, the energy of March, hasn't it? Absolutely. And it's so nice to see the the members jumping in there already and going, yes, this is like one of the girls, she was like, oh, this is, these are the exact cards I pulled for myself last night. What are the chances? Like, so cool. Yeah. And it's so funny because those cards that I pulled in last week's energy read were the cards that She Bear had pulled for oh my the Gemini reading. And I know you're not all Geminis, but it was, it was cool for me. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're in the vortex, guys. We're in the vortex. So yeah, really fun. And we'd love you guys to come and join us. That is an investment in yourself, right? Um, okay, so let us talk about this listener's dream. I haven't even heard the dream yet, so I'm super excited to get my deciphering on. This came through, it's so fun. This came through on Instagram. I'm not going to say the listener's name, but here's a really crazy one for you. I found some snake eggs, so I put them all in my mouth, three question marks. (laughs) Then the snake decided she wanted to get in there too. The rest of the dream was about how I was going to get it and the eggs out, which I managed in the end somehow, dot, dot, dot. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I mean, I'd love Can a bit you? of a backstory on the listener. The first thing that's coming up for me is very much about fertility. So snakes are all about fertility and eggs are all about fertility. So, I, I mean, I don't know if that's resonating with the listener at all. Um, I also, I, I yeah, beyond that, I'm not really sure. I'm sure the mouth is significant in some way. What what are you feeling? Mm. Do you know this well, listener? That's, 
No, I don't. No, okay. I don't. Other than her, she is a listener. So give us some backstory if you're comfortable, um, listener, who we're keeping anonymous just in case. Um, I was drawn to the mouthpiece, actually. So, yeah. It, it, yeah, mouth is around expression, communication, talking, speaking. So with you speaking around fertility and the symbolism of fertility and the mouth about expression, is there a conversation that needs to be had? Is there someone that needs to be spoken to? Yeah. Is it a conversation with self? You know, that's where I was going with it. Yeah, interesting. And, you know, when I say fertility, it could mean like in a literal sense, like conceiving children, babies, but it could also mean like the fertility of your creativity and like birthing a project or birthing an idea or or needing to, yeah, speak your truth, like birthing uh, expression yeah. of self. Yeah, interesting. The, the I mean, it's so funny with symbolism and snakes because, like, I'm terrified of snakes. So sometimes when I dream of snakes, I'm like, oh, yeah, I see the significance of creativity and fertility. And sometimes I'm like, oh, my God, am I, like, terrified of something and it's manifesting as a snake in my dream? Right. So it also is your personal experience of the symbol and what that could mean to you. Yeah, it's like when we get a psychic download and we get given a picture. It's like, is this picture what's going to happen or is this picture a symbol of something that we know to give it context to give the thing actual meaning you know so true it's so true what I do like about this dream though listener is that she got the snake and the eggs out in the end and that feels like some kind of like good safe conclusion it's not like she couldn't get it out you know when you have those dreams about like anything to do with the mouth for me it's like teeth falling out and you can't put them back in yeah. It's the worst. Yeah. But this feels like, no, she, she got the snake and the eggs out in the end and that feels like success to me. Totally, totally. So D- Dreams are whack. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how you're going to let us know if that was spot on or not, but please do. Uh, yeah, we'd love to hear. Speaking of. Oh, yeah. Our email is open for you guys to share not just your dreams but also agony aunt experiences mm. that you're having in your life. So remember they'll always be kept anonymous but we really enjoy being able to and we and we receive some great Instagram DMs like I'm going through this at the moment with my life and please send them via the email and if you are happy for us to unpick it live on the show, you'll be kept anonymous um, but it also allows us to tap into some channeled work and it's just good fun as well. So we love the Agony Aunt session last week, got some great feedback. The dream sessions are get, getting great feedback. So the email address is show at gmail.com. You've been listening to The Middle with your host, Holly Azapati and Jordana Levine. Join us on Facebook, just search at The Middle Podcast. Join us on Instagram at the underscore middle underscore podcast. What else can you do? You can't sign up to our newsletter. It doesn't exist anymore. The only way to get double recos is to become a middle member. And a link to become a middle member is in the show notes of this episode in the link tree link in our Instagram bio or just search for it on Facebook. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.